Good morning. Today is Wednesday, May 11th, 2022. In this week's Torah portion, the Parsha of Emar, the Torah tells us the cycle of all of the holidays, all of Yom Tov. We actually read from this portion on each of the festivals, on each of the holidays. And right in the middle of that section is a mitzvah, a passage that would appear not to be connected, but of course there is a deeper connection. And the Torah says as follows, And when you go to harvest the crop in your field, in Israel, do not harvest from the corners of your field. And the little pieces that were left behind after the, uh, that, that, let's say, that dropped uh, as the, the harvesters are walking along, so they're putting in their bag, but little pieces fall down to the ground. Leave it alone. Don't go back a second time to pick up those little pieces. You should leave those for the poor, the immigrant, those who are not able to support themselves. Leave it for them. Ani Hashem Elokechem. I am Hashem your God. This is one of the many aspects of the mitzvah of tzedakah, of helping those in need. And during the time when the temple was standing and Jews were living in Israel, this was a major component of how the needy would be able to support themselves. And as you remember, this is a central part of the narrative of the book of Ruth that we read on Shavuos, which is the passage just before this passage in the parsha of Emmer. So we see that connection also. Okay. Then Rashi says something that is very strange. It's very hard for us to understand. Rashi says, when you have the corners of the field or the little pieces that fell on the ground, Hanach Lifnehem, leave it there. Don't touch it. Vehem Yilkatu, let them come and harvest it. And you are not allowed to help any one of them. You're not allowed to help? I mean, we're talking about a mitzvah of tzedakah. Tzedakah is about helping. You mean to say, if let's say an older woman would come into the field and she finds it a little bit difficult to bend down and to, and to pick up, and for you to go over and to help her and to pick it up for her and to put it into a basket, that that's wrong? How, how is that possible? And Rashi continues, Do not help in any way. I am the Lord your God, and I can be trusted that you are going to be rewarded at this mitzvah, for this mitzvah if you do not help at all. It's amazing, I would think person wants to help somebody else, that seems like a bigger mitzvah of chesed, of tzedakah. Why in the world would this mitzvah tell us, don't help? 
And only if you do not help are you going to be rewarded by Hashem? It's very strange. It's a, it's a Pella. It's a wonder. I think following the idea of Rabbi Yisachar Friend, if we were to take a poll and to see who believes that the owner of the field should help the poor who are coming to collect if they need help and assistance. That the owner should help. That seems like a nice thing. Or should we make those poor people collect it by themselves and not help them in any way? I would imagine if we would take a poll, most people, I would certainly vote in favor of help them. Be a nice guy. Lend them a tool. Lend them a bag for collecting. Offer to help lift it up if a woman can't uh, can bend down. Offer to carry it for them if it's if it's too heavy. No, tazovo sum. Leave it for them. Don't be a nice guy. Don't help them. And only if you leave them alone and you're not a nice guy, and make them pick it up themselves, that's when God is going to give you your reward. How is that possible to understand? So I want to share with you a story that I heard from Rabbi Biederman. This is a great story. There was a Jew struggling with uh, finances. He was having terrible, terrible problems. He had no money. He couldn't support his family. They didn't have enough to eat. And he went to a great Hasidic Rebbe, Reb Shaila, for a bracha for Parnassa that they should have material plenty, that they shouldn't be so poor. And he went for this bracha to be able to support himself and his family. And the Rebbe said to him, I will give you a bracha and you will become wealthy. The man accepted the blessing. He went home and the bracha had an effect. And this man returned to the Rebbe a year later as a wealthy man. The bracha worked. But when he returned a year later, he came to the Rebbe and he said, I don't know what happened. I'm a wealthy man now. The bracha had an effect. But all of a sudden, I have so many relatives. My whole life, I never knew I had so many relatives. And so many friends, my whole life, I never knew I had so many friends. People think I'm their friend. I never knew I had so many relatives. I never knew I had so many friends. And every one of them is asking me for a favor. This one wants a loan and this one wants a gift and this one wants a favor. So many people, relatives, friends, they're chasing me every day to ask for money from me. I can't take it. I can't take it. It's too much of a burden to deal with everyone. They're all asking, asking, asking. They want, they want, they want. So the Rebbe heard this and he asked this man, <clears throat> who else in your small town is a respected, well-to-do person? So the man gave him a list of such people and the Rebbe wrote down the name on a list of, of each one that he told him. 
And when the Rebbe finished writing, he said to this man, listen, why does a Jew need money? The only reason a Jew needs money is to share it with others. It's the only reason a person has money. Why else would God give more to one than to other than to another, except that the extra you have, you're supposed to share with others. That's why it was given to you. Now you come to me and you're complaining to me that it's a burden. Okay. When I gave you the bracha last year that you would become wealthy, I thought that you would be the pipeline, the intermediary, for all the money that God intended for all these people, that it would come through you. You would be the agent. You would be the pipeline. And that it obviously would be the understanding that you would distribute it to others because obviously that is why it was given to you. Why else would, would, would Hashem giving you such wealth? But if the wealth was given to you, only so you could distribute it to others, and it is too difficult for you to do this, then perhaps the money can be redirected through a different person, perhaps one of these names on the list that you gave me, who will understand that receiving extra money means that what they're supposed to do with it is to share it with others. Perhaps it should be redirected to somebody else. So the Jew started realizing what was happening, what was being suggested. And he started crying out, no, Rebbe, no, 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 no. That's not what I mean. I take it back. I didn't mean it. I regret saying that it's a burden. It's not a burden. I want to give my money to others. Don't take it away from me. I want to be able to give it up to others. I regret saying that I, the complaint that I mentioned. The Rebbe repeated to him, but, but why else would a Jew have money? Why would you have thought that you were having money other than to use it to help another? But if it's too hard for you, someone else will welcome the opportunity. And the Jew cried, no, 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 no. I want to share my money with others. The Rebbe said to him, how do I know you're sincere? You're saying this now, but you said something else very differently just a few minutes ago. The Rebbe said, we'll do a test. We will make a lottery. And I will place your name and the names of all the other people that you gave me, each one on a separate piece of paper, and we're going to put it into a container. And we're going to do a goro, a lottery. And we will see which one is picked. We'll pick one name. And the goro will tell us who is the one who should be the pipeline for this wealth. And in fact, if you sincerely regret your earlier statement that it's too much of a bother and you sincerely want to share it, you're not just saying it, then you will win this lottery. So they did the lottery and this Jew's name was chosen. He won. He had sincerely regretted his earlier complaint, but he had learned a valuable lesson. The Torah is telling us that leket, when you allow the poor to come and collect from the corners of your fields or what was left over or what was forgotten, 
that is not a gift from the owner to the poor. The corner of the field belongs to the poor. It's not your field. It is the poor person's field. And therefore, the main mitzvah is when the poor person is in that corner of the field, that person is the owner. That person is in charge. It's their field, not your field. When an owner, a wealthy person, does a favor for a poor person, usually they expect thank you, they expect some appreciation, they affect some kind of recognition, hakarasatov, says the Torah, no. Leave the corner of the fields for the poor and the immigrants who don't are not able to support themselves, and you are not the owner. You're not doing them any favors. There are no favors going on. You are merely the conduit. You are merely the pipeline that provided the opportunity. But the corners doesn't belong to you. And therefore, you can't do anything in those corners that suggests that you are an owner. Because that corner belongs to the poor. That's the only reason it was put into your possession, to be the pipeline to transfer it to the poor. It's an incredible example, and there are many, many others exam other examples, but it's an incredible example of where what looks like an act of kindness is really not the highest act of kindness. And what looks like is not an act of kindness is really the highest act of kindness. I assume if one of the workers would call out to the owner and say, do you mind giving me a hand? My, 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 my basket is a little too heavy. Do you mind giving me a hand? I assume the owner then has the right to help out if the, if the person asks for it. But to volunteer, that presumes that the owner is the owner and the poor person is the recipient. And that's false. And when the owner understands this, when the owner understands that the corners belong to them. I was only the conduit, the tool, the intermediary through which it was delivered to them, but it's not mine. And therefore, I'm not going to help in any way because they are the owners. They act as the, they act as the owners. They collect as the owners. They are the owners in that portion. Only when a person has that attitude will they be deserving of Ani Hashem Ne'eman L'Shalem Schar. I am the Lord your God who can be trusted to pay your reward for not helping, for understanding that it was not yours and it is not yours. It was put into your temporary possession in order to share it and it belongs to those who need it. The greatest chesed, the greatest acts of kindness is not what makes me feel the most generous, but what gives the most dignity to the recipient 
And sometimes what gives the most dignity to the recipient is not helping them, but allowing them the feeling that they are the owner. My friends, I want to wish you a great day. And I look forward to seeing you soon in person.